show rolling along on this cold day here in Nashville. Bringing Ross Tucker. It's probably not cold where he's at. He now joins us. Ross, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, but it's very cold here in central Pennsylvania. How um, cold is it in Nashville? Well, we had a little bit of an ice storm overnight. 31 degrees. Oh, wow. Okay, that's legitimately cold. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were fibbing a little bit, right? <laughs> he thought we were no, going to say no, 55 no. or something, gets, you know. I know it gets somewhat cold in Nashville. I guess I'm always surprised. It definitely gets colder in Nashville than people in the Northeast would think. Yeah. That's the best way I would describe it. I think people would just be surprised that it ever gets that cold in Nashville. Yeah, it it is. We we have a little patch that we have in the winter time. It's just a little patch where we'll get possibly a snow, a little dusting, a little ice, and some cold days and nights. But after that, like it's you know that's it. It's just that's the thing that when I lived up north, Ross, I hated because I, I felt like it was six months of nice weather and six months of crap. At least that was my experience. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> I guess for my purposes, you know, I've lived up here most of my life, and um, I'm going skiing this weekend, bro. <laughs> like, like I, I use the uh, I use the uh, the cold weather to my advantage, and uh, I really enjoy. It's funny; it's like the only thing um, post football I can really do. Like basketball, I always thought I would play, can't do it because of my back and my right knee. Even golf, like. The rotation aggravates my back, but I can ski. So I love I love living up here. You know, I'm from up here, which helps too. But, you know, I like playing in the snow with my daughters. I kind of like the change of season. But I made no mistake about it. When I go somewhere warm in like January or February, I'm like, oh, man, this would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can now ask Tom Brady to ski with you. He's got time. That's what we all woke up to today. So he's not going to San Francisco not going to Las Vegas. He's not even coming to Nashville. What did you make of the news? Surprised, not surprised, and how do you think Greg Olson's feeling today? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I was a little surprised. I, you know, it seemed like there was a lot of indications that that Tom wanted to keep playing, and it felt like there was a bunch of opportunities. Right? Certainly, I thought he was like target number one for the Raiders. And I thought there was a really good chance that he would end up there. Um, you know, there was talk, some other teams as well. You guys mentioned the Titans as one of them. And, I, you know, after he came back this year and the fact that he came back this year and then the fact that he got divorced, I guess I kind of felt like, you know, he he had more of an opportunity to keep playing. You know, it felt like, at least based on the reports, that one of the real compelling forces for him to retire was his wife. So then when they got divorced, I think a lot of people thought, oh, okay, well, maybe he can keep playing now. But kind of sounds like it was the opposite. Kind of sounds like after the divorce, it makes him want to be with his kids even more. So we need your help, Ross. So we, we know you do work with Westwood One and CBS, but you just said that you're in Pennsylvania. So you also do work with the Eagles, and they're in the Super Bowl. And they've got a couple former Titans 
on that roster and A.J. Brown and, and Brett Kern. I'm going to leave Brett Kern out of this conversation because he's a punter. He's a nice guy. Everybody loved him. Uh, he punted. He was a great punter here for really a long good. time. Mm-hmm. He's a great punter. But I'm going to I'm going to hone in on A.J. Brown. We've had callers say they're root, they're rooting for Philadelphia because of A.J. Brown. They want him to win the Super Bowl. And I'm like, I'm kind of mixed. Like, I don't want to yell at the callers. I don't know how we should – how should we feel in Nashville? I mean, it, it cost the general manager his job. It was probably the final straw. What? How do you think we should feel here about A.J. Brown, Ross? Well, before I get to that, can you guys explain to me what happened there? Because was that totally just John Robinson's call that he didn't want to allocate those resources to A.J. Brown, didn't think he was worth it? Because I don't know. It just I, I was curious as to perhaps whether or not ownership didn't want to pay him that much money. <clears throat> I would love to know any insight you guys have into what happened there. We will tell you what we have stated on these airwaves. And this is just, again, people we've talked to, things that we've heard behind the scenes. And Justin, if you want to jump in here on any of this, I mean, feel I, free because we, we, we want to educate. We may or may not disagree, I, I think, on this. Okay. So let's, let's, well, let's do I it. I know then. when I've said this, you've been like, thank you. Yes, that, that is – look, there was, there was a little bit of a uh, – let me see. What's the word I want to use here? Uh, a peeing match, a little sword fighting going on behind the scenes and from what I was told his camp was basically telling John Robinson and the Titans camp look you better pay him this is what we want and it was a whole poop load of money and if you don't do it and you don't tear up that contract and you don't renegotiate and give him a new deal at this price he ain't showing up for anything you ain't gonna see him so basically they they put their cards out on the table and John Robinson Decided, to, you know what? We're not playing this game. We're not going to do this. And said, you know what? The hell with it. We'll trade you. I suppose. I, I suppose we can go with that version of the events. That, I mean, that's 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 a big part of it. Yes. I can sure. only give you my conversation. So that that's the conversations I had with people. I I, I don't know. What have you heard, Ross, on I, your end? Ross, before you answer, real quick, I just want to chime in and say. The Titans are paying, or were paying, Ryan Tannehill $29 million a year. The Eagles are paying Jalen Hurts $6 million a year. It, it, the cap issue was an issue there. That, and that's all I just want, want to put that out there so it's not just all personality-driven. There were dollars and cents here that weren't making sense, um, f- as much sense as it would for the Eagles and some other teams. Yeah, I mean, I guess um... – but like you guys said, it cost him his job. Um, I don't believe in coincidences in terms of when he was fired. Um, A.J. Brown is probably even better than I thought he was, and that's kind of what I've heard from all the Eagles. Like, I knew he was good, but, man, he is really, really a special player. And the Eagles have a lot of really high-paid players. I know the quarterback isn't one of them yet, but <clears> – <throat> I don't really buy that in Tennessee because, yeah, I mean, he wanted a lot of money, um, but that's kind of the going rate for those guys now. And you can always make it work within the context of the cap. And by the way, Tannehill, it's not like he's one of these quarterbacks between 40 and 50 mil, you know? And there are ways to give the upfront money and the bonus and stuff 
and still be able to pay the guy. It's just interesting because I remember watching when Tennessee went up to Philly. You know, obviously, A.J. had such a good game. But also, every time I watched the Titans this year, I thought, man, they could really use a guy like A.J. Brown. I mean, every game, every game. Um, he would have made the difference, I believe, in at least a couple games for them. And he definitely made the difference in a couple games for the Eagles. So, I don't know. You tell me, how much is like a couple wins worth? Because that's kind of what that guy delivered this year. Well, we also didn't realize the significance at the time, although we thought it was a big deal, didn't really realize how big of a deal. It may have been kind of the beginning of the end of a re- maybe a relationship or maybe where they weren't seeing each other the same in the same light. You, you saw Mike Vrabel's reaction on, on draft day. You saw whenever word got out that the Titans just traded A.J. Brown. Don't forget – Mike Vrabel have been saying some very strong comments in this market about, you know, A.J. Brown over my dad. And we're not trading, you know, basically yeah. he's not going anywhere, not on my watch. And then you saw what happened. He got up and basically almost left the room. He was so distraught. So it was clear that things, probably the GM and the head coach were not seeing eye to eye after that move either. Well, it's a terrible look when the head coach who has the respect of all the players says we won't trade A.J. Brown as long as I'm the coach here, and then shortly thereafter you trade A.J. Brown, that's a terrible, terrible look that I'm sure Vrabel hated, and I don't blame him. Want to ask you very quickly about Taylor Lewan. Uh, you played offensive line during your time in the NFL. Taylor Lewan, obviously, is the Titans' left tackle. Uh, big fan- franchise player coming off of a knee injury. I know that's one of the decisions the Titans need to make about whether or not they want to roll the dice again on Taylor Lewan. He has a big number. Try to renegotiate. After playing the position as long as you did, what are your thoughts on uh, left tackle trying to come back from the kind of injuries that Taylor Lewan has had? Yeah, um, I would absolutely um, try to get Taylor to take a pay cut. And if he doesn't, I would consider my options. However, you know, their options don't seem real good. You know, I mean, I guess they could draft somebody again, um, which might be the wise move. But if Taylor wants to play, I think he really likes it there. I think he really likes Vrabel. I think he really likes Nashville. And so I would really try to make it work financially with Taylor. Heck, maybe even let him talk to other teams and and find out that he wouldn't get as much money elsewhere as perhaps he thinks he would. And let him him find that out for himself before you have him come back. There's got to be a number there that makes sense for both sides. Yeah, you would think. Um, But, you know, finding that number can be extremely difficult. Uh, Last but not least, uh, we've got a brand-new general manager in town. They're trying to make some major decisions here as far as bringing back Ryan Tannehill or going younger. What have you seen out of of our starting quarterback here from your perspective uh, that would warrant him coming back or perhaps moving on? Yeah, I think he's uh, very underappreciated and underrated. You know – we live in this world where everybody wants their quarterback to be Mahomes or Josh Allen or Burrow, and that's just not realistic. You know, if if you told me you can get Ryan Tannehill performance 
you know, for five years or ten years, there's a lot of teams that would take that. A lot. I mean, he's been, they've won a lot of football games with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. I was impressed this year with his toughness. You know, he's another one where you'd have to look at the contract, but you also have to ask yourself, are you sure you can get better? You know, or are you sure you can get better than what you have right now from Ryan Tannehill? Tell us about myfrontpagestory.com. <clears throat> well, listen, I'm just telling you guys, it's by far the best Valentine's Day gift ever. You guys have probably never even heard of it, and by the end of this next 30 seconds, you're going to be at myfrontpagestory.com, literally looking at it and being like, Oh, crap. Ross was right. It's unbelievable. They write the most unbelievable story about your wife or whoever for Valentine's Day. It's a professional writer. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. It, it's beautiful. Pictures of her or you, or the two of you guys together. Just to be able to say to her, hey, babe, I want to do something special for you. So I had a story written about you. That just sounds so money. It's not even funny. And then when she reads the quote, about I never thank her enough for little things she does for the kids. She will cry, dude. I mean, I'm telling you guys, she will cry. You will win. Trust me, myfrontpagestory.com. It's February already, so you got to get on it, myfrontpagestory.com. I'm not that creative. Wife and I have been together almost 18 years. I've run out of options. I'm going to go check it out. I, I need some fresh I'm checking it out as options. we speak. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it. Uh, you know, after 18 years, I, I think I've – I've done everything I can do. So I, I need some new ideas. Well done. Hey, let's get you on again down the road because we there were so many other things we could have hit you with. We know you got to do the car wash today, but thanks for doing this. Sounds great. See you guys. All right, that is Ross Tucker. He's got a podcast, Ross Tucker Football Podcast. On uh, Twitter, you can follow him at Ross Tucker NFL. That's good stuff. Very All cool. Right.